Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Show. It's just me and Adam. Hello, I'm Ross, and here's Adam. Hello. How you doing, mate? It's good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? We've had a bit of a Christmas break, and uh, Chris has been doing his Thursday shows. If someone listened to his awful game he played this week, that was that was some fun listening. For uh, <laughs> what seemed like forever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's taking Colin's role now as the uh, resident game player, and although none of the answers were factually inaccurate. It, it wasn't interesting. <laughs> oh, I see. That's where, he's, that's where he's, he's failed to take off Colin's lead. Exactly. Colin's really entertaining, if wrong. Yeah, no. Colin's worked out it's not about substance. <laughs> Colin was fake news before fake news. <laughs> what a revelation. Um, there's been some Premier League action. There's been some it's, transfer windows open. We can talk about that later on as well. Uh, the never-ending Alexis Sanchez transfer saga that I'm incredibly bored of already <laughs> I just want it to end to be fair why have Leeds get involved I mean yeah that, that would perk my interest slightly <laughs> that'd be a game changer <laughs> just a bit yeah I'd fancy us to win the championship maybe maybe close that gap on Wolves slightly anyway um, but let's talk about some Premier League action let's start with um, uh, let's start with Everton and Tottenham Everton finished 4-0 to Spurs I did I went and watched that game did you What's better is I, I I went I only went to the pub to watch it. I nearly nearly went to the stadium. Mm, yeah. I'd have been cold. I'd have been miserable. <laughs> I'd have been cold again. And it would have taken me hours to get home, even though I live about two miles away. The joys of Wembley and London yeah. travel. <laughs> so yeah, one for Son, two for Kane, one for Ericsson, completed the route. Um, that's ninety-eight Spurs goals, I think, for Harry Kane now. It was, yeah. One more than Teddy. He overtook Teddy Sheringham. That surprised me that no one got over 100. I thought Defoe would have been around 100 or over 100. I think he's got 91, the same as Robbie Keane. Didn't stick it. Didn't stick around long enough, though, did he? Two different spells. True, yeah. He wasn't there for a long time. Yeah, but Sheringham surprised me. Oh, I thought he would have been over 100. But yeah, that's uh, he's going to take something for someone else to beat Kane's eventual record of uh, Spurs' top, top scorer, isn't it? Especially while you have people sitting there. You have people... Making allusion to the idea that he might um, he might eventually beat Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League record if he does all of that or even a majority of that at Spurs. Mm. Yeah, you're going to be in for a, it's going to be a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be an unbe- unbeatable record. That Shearer one, I think, is is probably unbeatable because he's probably going to move away from the Premier League at some point. I'd I'd assume, but he's going to have to continue this form for like the next seven or eight years, I think, to get anywhere close to it, which is mental really and just goes to show exactly what Shearer achieved doesn't it really it's crazy yeah because he was like, I, I don't remember him being classed in that the upper echelons of like Ronaldo or those, those sort of strikers but he was scoring just as many goals or in, just being as being world class yeah well yeah in a, well in that Newcastle team as well with some questionable players at some point I think maybe you have to remember that at that at that time it was when we didn't have all this access to to foreign football I think so yeah. Just being able to see a little bit, even if it's just watching um, watching uh, football Italia on a, sat- a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning or yeah. whenever it was on, I think that sort of like that that glimpse made them seem so much sexier and so much yes. better. Maybe we overrated foreigners at that point. I think we did, yeah. I think that's continued for a long time as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have Everton in this game? Did they just not show up, or did they just thoroughly? Uh, we, were just out- we were just outclassed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. That's probably always your ex- expectations when you're coming to, come, when you're away from home playing Tottenham. Mm. Um, they're obviously a very good team, and yes, they are quite possibly 
possibly with Man City my favourite team to watch in the Premier League because they play beautiful football. Um, and just some aspects of Evans' team weren't good enough and we got torn apart. Is this going to happen with the Allardyce way against certain teams? It's just It just does not work against certain, certain styles of play, I think. I think that the whole time when you're... I think you could look at that starting line-up, starting line-up and I just sat there and said, said to my friend who was kind enough to come and support me while watching the game, <laughs> like, you're not happy when Martina's playing left-back. No. Jack Elk can't play centre-back anymore. No. Um, that's that's Kenny, a huge area of need, isn't it, centre-back? Massively. Well, I think that... I think that the future... You look at the future now and you think we have got a, a nice centre-back partner, partnership because... Allardyce does seem to see the um, the good in that lots of other people have seen in Mason Holgate, and I think yeah. if he's with Holgate and Keane and, um, Keen as a partnership, then there's there's a future there. Um, oh, yeah, it's about, about Michael Keane. <laughs> about having players to play alongside them, uh, in place of them when you have injuries, or alongside yes. them if you want to play a different formation. Mm. Um, I personally think Ashley Williams has also passed it. Yeah, uh, Funes Mori's had a lot. Uh, is Still not recovered from a big injury. Was also a bit of a had a rick and a calamity in him when yeah. he did. Bit I had a touch of the David Luiz thing. <laughs> Entertaining players to watch, but not if they play for your team. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're still in need of another centre back, which is def- definitely along with a left back. I think an area of need for this team. Yes. Um, I like the. Um, uh, I think Yannick Balassi's come back and looked. Very good when you were worried that he, again, another player with another serious injury, mm. talk that it was not your average sort of ACL tear. And I think that people were surprised that he came back um, when he did. Yeah. And there was a, lots of fears that he was going to be well behind schedule. So He was a massive that, signing as well, bless you. He was, yeah, and a big outlay. We paid £35 million for him. Yeah. Um, so it, it's nice to have seen him come back and... Uh, be effective. Yeah. I think that this potential addition of Phil Walcott, I mean, it then means you can play with genuine pace out wide. I was very impressed with uh, the little bit I saw from Czech Tolson. Yeah. Um, but the simple things are you need to stop playing Sigurdsson left midfield. He's not a left midfield player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to stop playing Wayne Rooney in midfield. He's not a midfield player. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you've got a player, like a player of the quality of Morgan Schneider on the bench. So, for all these good things that you, uh, Spurs did, and they did a lot of good things, you, you did have to watch it and think, we're doing some of this to ourselves. Yeah, you're making it easy for them to take advantage of you. That said, um, the, some of the quality in Sun's goal was unbelievable. Yeah, he is, a, he is a really good player that doesn't start as many games as he should, or probably would do for another team. I think, yeah, he's an under-the-radar Star. He scored five consecutive home Premier League matches. The only other, only other Spurs player to do that was Jermaine Defoe in 2004. That's some consistency there. Um, for Everton, the next up home game against uh, Alan Pardew's West Brom. They didn't get a new manager bounce. They looked doomed this season. I mean, that feels like a bonus. <laughs> yeah, uh, Spurs are um, they're not playing now until the 21st. They've got a nice little break, actually. Uh, when they'll play Saints in the Premier League. So that uh, should be another comfortable win for them as well. Let's move on to... Where should we go next? Let's talk about West Ham. They've destroyed Huddersfield 4-1. Uh, Noble <laughs> and Nautovic and two for Lanzini. Moyes has got West Ham going, hasn't he? They're dead and buried. They're 11th now. Well, he's got to that, that, that position where um, you're, Nautovic is putting together his... his um, Six games of the season where he's on player. <laughs> yeah. So if you can ride that wave and win those games, <laughs> you're safe, like, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're in 20, uh, 25 points, 20, 25th place, uh, 20, 11th in the league after 23 games. And David Moyes, that was his 200th Premier League win as a manager. Only the fourth manager to do that. Pretty impressive. That, that, yeah, for all the sticky guys. That was impressive. People, people are very quick to forget the other eight years of his career. Or yeah. long I mean, the Sunderland thing was never going to work because that club is doomed. And who could have followed Fergie? No one. I did kind of think that. I think that maybe you, there's an aspect where you might have thought that football left him behind and maybe 
maybe football has left him behind from the fact that if you wanted him to be up there challenging beyond the top half. Yeah. But maybe football's only left him behind to the extent that he can't be a European man- managing mm. in European competition. But he can do everything you need in the in the Premier League, which which as you see in sort of Mark Hughes is the kind of is the level where eventually fans will get sick of you. Yeah. Because eventually they don't care about how many times you finish ninth. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want more. And if you you can't do that because the league's not structured that way, they don't care. Yeah. It's, yeah, he's, he's he's perfectly suitable eighth to twelfth finish in the Premier League manager. And there's a top six now. It's getting harder and harder to break into that elite group of teams. And it takes a hell of a lot of money to do it. And a lot of time as well. So not a lot of uh, clubs aren't that patient, especially West Ham. We've got a history of uh, getting rid of managers quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, the rest of Saturday's games weren't that well, interesting. You did miss the exciting point of, we should point out that not only did, did uh, Moyes manage to absolutely thrash Huddersfield, he did it while tying a hand behind his back. Really? Wow. Only naming six subs. <laughs> Is that a um, a point to the board? Do you think <laughs> the old Harry Redknapp two goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah, look how many players I haven't got. I need some money. Yeah, yeah. poor lads down to the bare bones. Do you, do, you, do you need seven? You can't even bring three on. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> just I just leave three on the bench. Think, I think two goalkeepers is better than six subs. <laughs> That's more of a message. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, Huddersfield plays Stoke next in a, what's sure to be an th- entertaining beautiful game of football um, West Ham t- have a replay against Shrewsbury Town on Tuesday um, and then play Bournemouth they do not need a replay of an FA Cup game they want to get that one out of the way as quick as possible really um, they look terrible in the first leg against, well the first round against uh, Shrewsbury yeah if you watch that they were just dreadful no, unfortunately, my FA Cup interest was ruined by Friday night again. If, if teams of West Ham's level aren't going to attack this FA Cup, then it it really is pointless. This is a winnable competition for a team like that, as we've seen with Wigan and Stoke get into the final in recent years. But everyone seems to now just play a weakened team. We we played a weakened team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <In Champions. laughs> and then complain about getting knocked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you're going to play your reserves and you're going to lose, it's it. you can't complain. It's as simple as that. Uh, Chelsea drew 0-0 with Leicester. Not much happened in that one. I'm assuming Morata was at fault for missing shots again, as he seems to be every week. Um, West Brom beat Brighton. Pardew got a win. Good for old Allen. Still in the bottom three, though. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, tried. Yeah. Failed. But you tried. Yeah, I mean, he's embracing the West Brom way. Two goals and two centre-backs in this one. Johnny Evans and... Uh, Greg Dawson's a, he's fully ingrained in the West Brom culture. Uh, Watford do, drew 2-2 with Saints, a last-minute equaliser from Decore after Ward-Prowse. Coming, back, coming back from 2-0 down as well. Yeah, Ward-Prowse had put Saints 2-0 ahead and it was kind of, they were looking good and on the way to a win, but I, I don't want to say they're in trouble, but they are, aren't they? They're only one point away from Stoke who are third bottom. Yeah, they they're definitely there or thereabouts, aren't they? Mm. I think the advantage, that, I say, slight advantage they've got is that you're probably saying at this point, West Brom look like they're done for, and yeah. Swansea are, are written off. Yeah. Um, I think it's all it's always um a dangerous game to sit here at the moment and say that one of the newly promoted teams won't try and try the hardest to make a push for it. Yeah. One of them, I think one of them at least always slides back down. Yeah, Huddersfield have got three points in the last five games. Three draws and two losses. They're dropping. It's a, This is a really crucial time, isn't it? You've got to pick up some points in this period to make yourself the running a lot easier for yourself. And Just one, one win every couple of games would be enough. But Saints, again, three points from the last five. Yeah, if you don't start putting it out now, you can't, um, you can't be accused of being on the beach in April. <laughs> no, exactly. Where are Newcastle? Newcastle are fifteenth. They got a couple of wins the last five games. So a season of stability. Well, if they can stay in the league this year, it could be huge for Rafa. And if they get a takeover, they drew one all with Swansea. 
um, which is a disappointing result. You want to be beating Swansea especially this season. <laughs> they went one behind before Hosloo uh, equalised. Four four goals for their Hosloo this season. He's their Newcastle's top scorer. With one, four? With four, yeah. No. It's mad that I, I know he wants to sell the club, but surely being a Premier League club is a much more attractive proposition and an easier sell as well. You'd think so, wouldn't you? He doesn't seem to... He seems to have just lost interest with it immediately, like a kid putting down a toy. Mm. Yeah, I'll just say Christmas, and that's something that happens very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new present, by any chance? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Let's move on to today's games then. Uh, Bournemouth-Arsenal finished 2-1 to Bournemouth, coming from behind after Bellerin had scored a a slightly lucky goal anyway. Um, Yeah, two goals in five minutes. A lot of discontent from the away supporters, apparently. Yeah, Arsenal TV was lively. I watched a few a few, few minutes of that. It's always fun. The Wenger out calls are getting louder and louder. He's not, they're not going to sack him, are they? He will not... He will not they be won't. sacked. He will leave when he wants to leave. And... Yeah, which which will only ever be at the end of a, a contract. Mm-hmm. Not even going to say this contract. Because <laughs> I thought it was the last contract. <laughs> yeah, he... So just keep signing look extensions. Forward, look forward to Arsenal Wenger being your manager next season because he signed a two-year deal. <laughs> Lots of discontent in Arsenal with Ozil apparently leaving on the free and the, the Sanchez thing. What would what would you do if you were in charge and they were, they were both determined to leave the club at the end of their contracts? Would would you just sell and lump it for the rest of the season? I think that. I think there's some very strange. I think there's always quite some strange going on in the the Arsenal hierarchy. I don't understand how you could um, be so in on that you're willing to make a was it seventy or ninety million pound bid for Thomas Lamar on deadline day? Yeah. While he was playing a game, (laughs) but not have any interest about doing anything about it now. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They seem to have no interest in buying anyone right now. Um, I'm not sure how you could be um, turning down the amount of money they were being offered for um, for Sanchez uh, then as well. Do you really think that the time you've had here has been better than the extra, like, 40 million? Yeah. It's really odd. You, you, you should just sell, just... Do what you just get as much money in as you can for a player because if he's going to leave, he's going to leave on a free transfer, and you're going to be out of pocket from whatever you spend, and you don't get anything for a free transfer. Just get something into the club. Yeah, that that would be my view now. I, but I would have said you should have sold him on. You should have sold him, well. You shouldn't have been pissing about and forced it to deadline day anyway. When no. meaning you you didn't have time to react. Yeah. You could have easily sold him three weeks before the deadline. Man City were interested. The bid bid was on the table. Yes. And then you could have had time to, to have got Thomas Lamar in if that's what you really wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, you're you're sixth and yeah. the strong possibility you're not even finishing the top four, let alone catch Man City. What does it matter if your best player goes to play for them this season? Exactly. Getting Champions League football are slim to almost none at this point. And maybe well, a I'll, complete I'll... season out of all, all European competition could be a good thing because you no one really wants Europa League places, do they? The question here, Russ, is... And I'm sure you'll you'll be able to give me the answer yourself. Where do you think Arsenal will be in an alternative universe where they had sold Alexis Sanchez on deadline day? Still six. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe three points worse off, and they'd still be above Burnley, who are in seventh. <laughs> they they are the bot the, the the big six is. I don't like to say because I like Arsenal more than any of these other six teams, but. They're hanging on to that sixth uh, spot in the big six, in air, air quotes, with by their fingernails at the minute. And if I was an Arsenal fan, my, my big worries would be that I, I think that Manchester City are potentially just starting something and they could 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 really move away from you. Manchester United are Manchester United and they're all probably always going to be the giant of the league. Yeah. Um. We'll talk about that. I think I'd be Liverpool are getting better and better. Mm-hmm. 
Tottenham are the, probably the, the the best team over the last two and a half years. If you were asking about consistency, yeah. So there you go. That and and have managed to uh, manage, uh, just about to move into a new stadium without having to have done any of the suffering Arsenal went through when they were yeah, sorting so, out. Them. Yeah, and Chelsea are still Chelsea. And and that's without taking into account Chelsea, who are as we just we'll just call them. Yeah, Chelsea are Chelsea. Yeah, they just do what they do. A fire manager every two years, every um, they'll win the league every about every three. Yeah, that sort of state of flux seems to work really well for them. They seem to be able to manage the crisis quite well. It's very weird, very weird club Chelsea. But yeah, I mean, that's the way they're clinging on to that sixth position. I can't see anyone taking it from them, but they could easily lose it if they do not get adequate replacements for Ozil and Sanchez and if they're putting all their eggs in the Wilshire basket I mean he's injured again after playing a couple of games <laughs> so that's what happens I think he played today actually but he can't well, stay it's fit it's only a matter of time until he becomes the most important player England have for the <laughs> upcoming tournament when he will then inevitably get injured in the last three weeks of the season <laughs> So, like you say, like, uh, putting all your eggs in the Jack Wilshire basket doesn't isn't a very secure basket. 2012, Jack Wilshire made his debut. Long time ago, that's a very long time ago, and I bet he's probably not even topped 100 games yet. Especially not for Arsenal, maybe even more for Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the final game of Super Sunday. Then it certainly was a Super Sunday with this game: Liverpool four, Man City three. End-to-end stuff. This is brilliant. This is our city's first loss in forever, it seems. But yeah. Liverpool are irresistible, going forward, at least. The, the um, loss of Coutinho has not made the slightest bit of difference. No, and I know, I I didn't, wasn't really... Well, I tried to engage a couple of Liverpool fans, the more reasonable Liverpool fans on Twitter. <laughs> and I tried to point this out. I thought that you, Liverpool had done everything right in the Coutinho deal. They've mm-hmm. Gone and spent the money on Kate. I don't believe all this talk that they still got the money. I think they spent it. Yeah, but that's fine. They knew that it was coming, so they could already already sort that Kate deal out, couldn't they? So they sorted the Kate deal out. They they bought and they got in Van Dijk. Yeah, for less money than they sold Coutinho for. <laughs> A player who whisper it, Ross. I don't think is that good. <laughs> He... I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not. Like, I don't want anyone to misquote me. But I, I don't think he's two thirds of an of a Neymar. If we are accepting that the price of Neymar was right, it's a it's a step down in uh, from them signing Neymar from them signing Suarez. It's he's not at that level certainly. I mean, sure, if you want a player who will um, run with the ball, cut in from the left, and shoot over the bar four times in a game, <laughs> they should have kept better. <laughs> yeah, they look irresistible. They they look this good without adding Cater to this mix, and the rotation and movement between Mane, Firmino, and Salah is it it, it is on par with what Man City can put out. It, yeah, certainly, and sort of the the ability. And it, it, what's really impressive is you've had all this time where the they've been getting talked up and up and up and up. Mm. So much so that when before Coutinho was there, they were being referred to as the Fab Four, and people were talking about which beetle each one of them was. Yeah, who was getting called Ringo is not happy. Yeah, well, that must be Coutinho, surely, because you don't sell any of the others. <laughs> no, true. But um, with all that, you see in this game how hard they worked. Yeah, it's constant like, running, closing down from the from from the front. Mm. Um, which just made it a, such a great game to watch because obviously Man City were doing that as well. Um, and it was a game where the margins and the, the windows for everything were so tiny. Mm. So it, it it was all about the mistakes. And there was a 10-minute period and, and City just unravelled. Do you remember those two or three years where this would have finished nil-nil and there wouldn't have been a shot on goal for... 90 minutes it would have been drab drab two teams not wanting to lose oh those were more like when it was like Liverpool Chelsea when it was Liverpool Chelsea and yeah yeah, Yeah, terrible this is so much better this is this is Premier League football to me this is what it's about two just attacking teams going to score what did you think about what did you think of the um, of 
Alex Oxford Chamberlain's goal. What was it? Edison at fault or? I don't. I don't think he was at fault as much as it caught him by surprise. Certainly, because I I think his footwork's wrong. And what I liked was that Shea given managed to talk about it at half time and point out the fault. Right. And say it wasn't a problem. He's literally conceded a goal, Shay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is your one job to not do that. So he, he makes a he he ma- he like takes a little jump as some goalkeepers are mm. to do, and because I think that the shot from he's not really expecting the shot from Chamberlain there no. and hits it so hard. Um, by the time he's landed from that little jump and set himself and able to to launch for the dive, he's not getting anywhere near it. Yeah, the ball is already on its way into the back of the net. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Yeah, and, true. And then you see Leroy Sané's goal, for, to, which makes it one-one, and mm. that was beautiful. There was a, a cro- this cross-field ball from Carl Walker over Joe Gomez's head. He t- ties him in knots. Yeah. Drives in and again smashes it, but past um, Carius at, at the near post. So you went in a half time, and there was all, Man, Man City for me in the first half had been head and shoulders above Liverpool. Yes. They had been able to. They were playing every time they had a goal kick. They were playing the ball short. Mm-hmm. Liverpool were pressing them ferociously, but Man City were able to pass their way out. And when you saw that, you, uh, I watched that and thought, this is going to tire them out. Yeah. And the quality that Man City have on their bench and the players they could bring on in sort of David Silva, Bernardo Silva. Um, they throw a couple of kids on there just to troll everyone else, I think, don't they? <laughs> but... I thought when you bring those players on, if you bring those players on sort of like 70 minutes after 70 minutes of this, yeah. that, that they're going to be what makes the difference. And Man City will go on and and take this game apart. But mm. Man City lost their composure. Two quick, two mistakes, or from one from from John Stones, yeah. out muscled, and another from Otamendi, mm. and then Man City are in trouble, and they're they're trying to play as uh, aggressively as they possibly can, that then leads to an immediately to another mistake from Edison and yeah. it is then 4-1. But when, when Man City score a goal in the 84th minute <laughs> and it's Liverpool and you're thinking, this isn't done yet. <laughs> yeah, Van Dijk's then, not there. Even when they score in the 91st, I was close to thinking, being, I thought it was going to be like, I, I pulled over and I got out and I was like, what are we worried about? We were always <laughs> <for> the game. <laughs> Some of the stats for these two teams are incredible. Liverpool scored 85 goals in this this season in all competitions. It's the 14th of January. That's insane. They only scored 92 all last year. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, Pep's lost five times against Klopp's teams now, more than any other manager. So Klopp seems to just have this, not a spell over him, but he seems to know how to play against him, I suppose. I think you have to probably... Counter that with they probably paid each other a lot in Germany. Yes, yeah, they probably did. I'd like, to, yeah, you never see how many times Klopp's lost to Guardiola. So yeah, I imagine they were probably playing in Super Cups and German Cups and twice in the league. <laughs> yes, it's a good point. Actually, we'll do some research into that for next week. <laughs> people have lost to Guardiola. Um, and Firmino, uh, he's played six goal, has had a hand in six goals in six Premier League games against Man City. So he loves playing against them. I think but, he's got five and six as well. That's mad. That's Salah as well. How Chelsea let him go for what they did. How, how Roma let him go for twenty three million uh, for thirty five million in mad. this market. Twenty four goals and seven assists in thirty games for Liverpool this season. Because I'm ridiculous. How can you get to the summer and Real Madrid turn round and he's just had even if he's not had a good World Cup, hmm. Real Madrid turn round and offer seventy million? You think? Liverpool are right in their mind to turn that down. That's double the money in a season. Yeah. Ninety-five million. You're still turning it down. Like I don't know where the. It's mental. Roma have mugged themselves right off. He's the second top scorer in the league, and he's got five more assists than obviously Kane's the top scorer. Two goals less than Kane, but five assists more than Kane, and it it's, it's mental. He could very well be Player of the Year this year. I think it probably will be Harry Kane because he just keeps scoring goals. But And he looks nice in English. <laughs> yes, it's always nice if uh, the Englishman wins it. 94 minutes per goal. That, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Um, 
So let's have a look at some uh, championship football if I can find it on the BBC website. Seems to have changed everything around. There we go. Did Leeds win? No. Played Ipswich. In Ipswich. We always lose to Ipswich. In Ipswich. Um, you know, Kane how, went off for a headbutt. How, how's Mick McCarthy still there, having not really ever achieved much? I don't know. They're, they're atop at the start of the season. They're on their, their annual slide down the table. They're currently in 12th position. <laughs> they're... Um, yeah, he has been there for a long, long time. But the fans love him. They they want to get uh, is it Marcus Evans? I think the chairman. They want to get him out more than they want McCarthy out. Okay. Odd. Uh, but yeah, we've had our second player sent off for a headbutt this season, so that's it's not that's quite impressive. Only halfway through the year. Two headbutts, not just not just two red cards, two headbutts. Two headbutts. Yeah, we're top of the league in red, um, red cards with joint with Millwall, obviously. How many have Millwall had? Uh, four. I think we both had four this season. If you just counted headbutts, how how high would you be on that? How, oh, on top of that. No, but how many people have just got? How many? If it, you just counted Leeds headbutts, <laughs> how low down do you have to go until you only get to two red cards? <laughs> I'm not sure of the full stats on that. But yeah, we've had two, uh, no. we've had two reds for headbutts and two reds for just bad bad challenges. Um, yeah, joint with Millwall. There's something quite nice about that, though. I like that. That's that's football tradition there. Leeds and Millwall being the two dirtiest teams in the division. Yeah, that's what everyone expects. Yeah, Play you're playing up to stereotypes. Exactly. Um, Chris Coleman may be regretting leaving Wales for Sunderland. <laughs> they got thrashed by Neil Warnock's Cardiff 4-0. Four goals in the second half from Cardiff as well. A Cardiff good... Cardiff, uh, they were good, and then they were bad, and now they're being okay again. But then they're third currently. Um, but Sunderland are bottom of the table, <laughs> a position they've, they've, they're comfortable in. They're used to it. They've got 22 points in 27 games in the championship. I wonder what the... Um, I wonder, did they go down... Bottom from the Premier League as well. I wonder if team, the team has ever been relegated twice, both times bottom. They must have been bottom last year. I can't think of anyone else. Who, went, who else went down last year? I can't think. Hull? Yeah. And Middlesbrough? Yeah. Middlesbrough are ninth. Hull are currently 20th. Sunderland are rock bottom. Yeah. But successive bottom of the table relegations. Yeah, I can't see any end to this either. They're just going to keep plummeting because they've still got an incredible wage bill. Especially without a points deduction. Yeah, that's impressive. Ports before I got in there with a points deduction, but <laughs> Sunderland don't even have one of those. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. three points off safety off of uh, Bolton currently, but Bolton have some sort of form in that they've won a game in the last, well, in this year at least. Sunderland are just terrible. Uh, anyway, that's that's all the football we need to talk about. Let's talk about some gossip and some transfers. Apparently Liverpool are ready to join the race for Arsenal and Chile forward Alexis Sanchez. Imagine that. Adding Keita and Sanchez. Surely. Surely Man United. We don't need defenders. Surely Man United are going to go and steal this one. They should do, but I think I think Chris said on the Thursday show, is that just uh, Mourinho just trying to force the price up on City? Not that it makes much difference to them. They've got all the money in the world, but... No, I don't think a little victory for Jose. I don't think five million here or there makes a difference to them, do you? <laughs> no, it's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? To... I think you'd look. At, I think you'd probably look at it and think, right? If if we were buying Alexis Sanchez right now in a normal situation, he'd probably cost seventy seventy million pounds, eighty yeah. million, something like that. We can get him for twenty million pounds. We're getting him for like like thirty, like seventy percent off. Yeah, what do they pay for Di Maria? Like seventy million. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Sanchez for a third of it. And I think that, sure, I would thought, if I was Alexis Sanchez, uh, I suppose the idea that you could go and win an awful lot of Man City maybe in the next season or so would make my difference. But I would sit there and think, maybe I could do that at Man United. If I go to Man United, I could be probably be the man as well. Well, yeah, any other season, Man United at the top of the table. And well, they're at least within a couple of points of Man City. But... It, it, Unfortunately for them, this Man City team have just blown the league away so far this year. So they're not doing bad, Man United. They're still second and performing very well. So still a good place for them to go. They also Man United also want uh, Mesut Ozil. That one seems like a more um, likely move for me. You think that's going to happen in the summer? 
Possibly, yeah. I can't see them wanting to pay for him, but, but they know he's going to leave and they can snap him up on a free, and that's a that's a good addition to their squad. I'd love it if they had both of them. Just Arsenal fans would lose their shit. <laughs> Man United fans. I saw a Man United fan tweet. Um, imagine Arsenal selling us their best player a few years ago and then selling us our best player now as well. Obviously, Van Persie and then Sanchez. <laughs> 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 yeah, forget Ozil. That, that, that's a very good move and a... He's a clever player, and he can. There's a lot of other workers in that uh, Man United team that can make up for his apparent lack of running. Which is which is a myth, anyway. Yes, actual myth. But you just hit the nail on the head there. The one I know we're just talking about, but this is the things like that are the things that infuriate me about Arsenal. You've already learned, should have learned this lesson. Mm. Do not let your best players get into the last two years of their contract. What did Van Persie go for? 10, 12 million, I think, was it? Well, I think they paid 20 million for yeah, him. Mad. But 20 million pounds won them the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Uh, apparently, Jose Mourinho is prepared to sacrifice summer moves for Antonio Griezmann and Gareth Bale in order to sign Sanchez for 350 grand a week. Hmm. Would you want Sanchez more than either of those two? Um, I think of that... Sanchez is a year older than Bale, but Griezmann is four years younger. I suppose the, with Griezmann, you've got the uncertainty of a, a player coming to the Premier League. Yeah, and a man who likes to dress up um, in questionable yeah. attire. Yeah, also that. Always a problem. <laughs> um, and with Gareth Bale, you worry whether there's, that's a player on the decline and sort of like... I was thinking, um, has he peaked? And he can't stay fit. Exactly. Yeah, that's always a problem for a player that plays the way he plays as well. He needs to have that pace and that explosiveness about him. So it makes you wonder whether the, when, especially when you're paying less money, maybe because you, you still pay those huge wages for Gareth Bale. He's oh, on, yeah. he's on three hundred grand a week. I'm sure. Yeah. Tony Griezmann would be asking for the same amount of money. Um, so I think that. Unless Man United are saying we can afford one three hundred grand a week player, mm. and they're not thinking about they don't care about transfer fees, I would I wonder whether that's a little bit of a non-story. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Whether he can get both of them, that will be a big step. But I like this story. Newcastle boss Rafa Benitez wants to make a move for Napoli goalkeeper Pepe Reina. Of course he does. He's thirty-five now, Pepe, but ah, oh, he's still got it, hasn't he? Surely. Yeah, yeah, he can still do a job. He can't be any worse than Carl Darlow is in the Newcastle Nets. So. <laughs> um, Real Madrid have total confidence in manager Zinedine Zidane and the Frenchman will have bad. a job for as long as he wants, apparently. Fake news. <laughs> I've not really been following Spanish football at all this season. What, have, have they collapsed? Have they, Real Madrid? Look at the table. Just well, look at okay. the table. <laughs> look at a second. <laughs> Barca are willing to are considering selling five players in the January transfer window, including. Hold on, let me name them. Javier Mascherano. They, they've only named one, and it's like a dagger through your heart, Adam. A dagger through my heart. Oh, is it Iniesta? No, former Evertonian. Oh, Gerard Delafeu. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're willing. To, I reckon it's Delafeu, um, Rakitic, Mascherano. Um, I don't know who the other five might be. The other two might be. Well, there you go. I found it. Um, Arda Turan, who's gone, isn't he? I think that's. I thought he'd already gone. Yeah, so yeah, Turan and uh, Rafina. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, maybe Alex. Um, maybe Andre Gomez as well. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Let's see what else there is. Not a lot else there. Uh, let's have a look at transfers that are already done. Obviously, the Coutinho one is the. Uh, the standout one. I can't see anything topping that, really. Yeah, now we've just got lunatic fans in car parks just demanding that we spend spend money, spend loads of money. <laughs> this is when you get. To, this is the time of year where fans become completely irrational, more so than usual, and they demand that clubs spend money rather than demand that clubs buy good players. Oh, mate! You, obviously, you don't follow the Leeds Twitter, the, the lunatics <laughs> on there. Where's this Chris Wood money? Fifteen million pounds. Blah blah blah. We bought the fucking stadium back. That didn't come cheap. <laughs> you say that like I had. To, I didn't live a whole life before the takeover of where's the where's well, the Arteta money, exactly, Bill? Exactly. Yeah. Where's the Arteta money? <laughs> they just want us to go and buy anyone. But we, we bought two players, and no, they're not good enough players. What the fuck do you want? Where? What is the? Where's the line in this? I don't yeah. understand. 
Everton have sent Kevin Morales to Olympiacos on loan, I've just seen. Yeah, fucked him off. It's a shame. Got Ross, bad attitude. Let's talk about Ross Barkley, Adam. What do you feel on this? Is he a snake? Has he cost Everton £20 million? No, he's done, <laughs> he's done, he's done him. Like, you, you, I don't understand. Football fans are so ridiculous. Like, he looked... He works in an industry where they would stab him in the back mm-hmm. at the first yeah. instance they got. Yeah. <laughs> He's got himself, got himself a nice secure contract on probably not play as much football or maybe about the same amount of football with his injuries and, uh, yeah, comfortable career. And he's still incredibly yeah. young as well. Yeah. <coughs> Whether he will um, ever fulfil the promise that people saw in him at 18, I'm just begin- beginning to become sceptical of. But mm. I, I think... Like, I'd become sceptical of that when he was at, at Everton, so that's not... Uh, yeah. That's not sour grapes, honest. I think it's a strange move for Chelsea more than anything, though. I think I said to you in our chat, they've already got lost his cheek and they've already bought, they've bought drink water in the summer. They can only play so many midfielders. They've bought Bakayoko as well. I think the difference... I think Bakayoko's... Whenever I see Bakayoko, I look at him and think he's got everything, but he doesn't seem to have been... When you hear people who watch Chelsea a lot more than me... They say that he's not really been delivering. Yeah, Ryan on extra time is uh, he is a fan, but he wants to see more from him, saying he's not been up to what the, the level they expected. And I think if you're playing um, whatever form, whether you're playing a four-three-three or or a three-four or a three-four-three, mm. Barkley can play in any of those midfield positions, and you can really play him sort of out wide as well. Yeah, uh, he can play across that. Fr- he can play across. He can play in both lines, really. He can play in your front three and your and your midfield three, which yeah. you can't get from any of those other players. So he does give you a little bit more versatility. Um, you just think that's got to come at the expense of someone, though. Perhaps William. Yeah, I was speaking to my mate Mark at oh, well, the other day. He's a Chelsea fan. That seems to be the talk that William is the one that's going to make way, which is a shame. I like William. I think he's a somewhat underrated Premier League footballer. I think I thought Chelsea fans like William as well. So, yeah. um, if that is the case, that might be a um, a big cross for for Barkley to bear. Yes, definitely. Yeah, taking the place of one of their favourites. Um, that seems to be the kind of the, the big deals wrapped up. Francis Cochrane left Arsenal for twelve million. Yeah, uh, no parade. Unfulfilled Surprise. potential, really. I um, thought, I, considering how much most Arsenal fans hate him, I thought I'd be hearing fireworks going off. Considering how. <laughs> Consider I, I can hear the Emirates on match day, but no. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Phil Neville. What's he done now? Ma- um, I'm planning to manage the England women's team. He wants to be the England women's manager, yeah. He's apparently dis- in state his interest by following all the English female footballers on Twitter. That seemed to be how this, this link got started. Is that how he's playing against his wife? <laughs> I don't really know what to think about this move. Um, if if female coaches can't get a job in female football, what chance is there to them for, to ever get a job in in the men's game? Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Because they're never going to be. For rights or wrongs, they're never going to be able to be as high profile as someone as just as Phil Neville, who's not a particular. I mean, he, you're talking about an England international, but you're not talking about a world star. No, exactly. His coaching is career a- isn't the, the, the greatest either. There must be, uh, well, maybe there aren't female. I don't, I don't know anything about female coaches, but maybe there aren't ones that have got even the coaching career that Phil Neville has. But there must be female coaches in the female game that could have. Or should have been a, even a, like been considered for this role. Apparently, none, none have even been considered, which is just drives me as crazy. You think it's, it should be? It would be considered a big step up, and I know that because that's man, managing and you just, managing for your country, whether that's men's or women's football, should be considered one of the highest honors you can have. Yeah, the women's team are very good as well. They've in, but, improved loads in the last few years. And while Phil isn't some sort of Ryan Giggs Chancer, who's just <laughs> done anything and just wants the top jobs. He has put the work in. He hasn't. He's been a coach, isn't he? Yeah. He's not managed anywhere. No, but he has been a coach at a lot of places, hasn't he? Everton for a long time. And um, maybe just quickly before before we go, we're also just sort of joined onto the, what you're saying about no female coaches being considered for the the women's job. Well, 
What were your thoughts on um, the news that the FA are going to introduce a Rooney rule for um, applications going forward as well? I think it's a shame that there needs to be a rule in place for that. I, 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 it shouldn't be something that that needs to be there. But then I, I can't name two or three world-class black coaches. But then maybe that's because they haven't been given the chance. I don't know. Maybe they're just not interested in it. Who knows? There's no... They might not want to go into coaching after they play. I've always thought, and uh, it'll take me a while to be proved right or wrong on this, but to an extent, it's kind of a... Kind of a... um, Just a time thing. Sort of like... When you, you, when you think that... The the era of the people you wouldn't, especially when you think about that for the when you're looking at the top levels, young white English coaches aren't getting a chance because you've got these sixty year old men who are still <laughs> Pardew, you've got Allardyce, yeah, Hodgson, all churning around, taking up this space. That mm. when you think of the era that those guys played in, yeah, it's when there still was racism on the t- uh, yeah. on the taxes and. There wasn't as many um, black or minority players in in the league. It wasn't as cosmopolitan as it is today. No. But uh, in ten years' time, whether that changes because you the player pool that you're looking from of ex players to now become coaches and managers. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know. What I would say is, I think that in the moment that you wonder how productive it necessarily is. If if uh, say the World Cup goes terribly. Yeah. And we crash out in the group stages, and we sack Gareth Southgate. Then the FA are going to hold interviews, mm-hmm. and to satisfy to satisfy their Rooney rule, they're going to have to what bring in who? Paulies, Chris Powell. <laughs> yeah, probably Chris Hutton, isn't it? Chris Hutton, yeah. And it's Chris Hutton every time, and it's just Chris Hutton constantly being brought in for it for, <laughs> for jobs he doesn't want yeah, for FA for jobs he either doesn't want and probably <laughs> going to get. Yeah. And is that a constructive use of anyone's time? No. I'd be if I was his chairman at Brighton, I'd be pissed off. You should be working, not going for these interviews that you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's uh, I don't know, it's, it's a it's a sad thing. I could see why it, it is being brought in, but like you say, I think it, it like, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is just a timing thing. The the pool of black coaches might be growing all the time. It just takes a while to get to that top level. Unless you're just going to do what Ryan Giggs does and just apply for all the, the big jobs <laughs> and not be willing to take a job in the championship or lower. I don't understand Ryan Giggs. I don't get why he's going to be the next Wales boss. No, baffling, isn't it? It's so weird. Um, speaking of managers, Stoke need a manager. Martin O'Neill and Slavin Bilic are the joint favourites at 7-4. to four. Um, Again, some nice, some nice young innovative ideas. <laughs> Martin O'Neill, Slavin Village, Paul Lambert, uh, Graham Potter, no idea who that is, Kike Sanchez-Flores, who's already turned the job down once, he's still in the running. Okay, Alan, Alan Kerbishley not in there? <laughs> uh, Steve McLaren is. Uh, yeah, of course. I thought Steve, surely Derby are doing quite well, surely he's there. <laughs> he's in there, Martin O'Neill, Nigel Pearson, Steve Bruce, Gordon Strachan, Harry Redknapp. Gordon <laughs> Strachan. Mental. Wow, there's not a lot of young coaches on that list. Maybe Graham Potter's really young. I don't know. We don't. Yeah, we, we don't know who he is. To be fair. I need to Google Graham Potter, but I also need to put the asterisks of footballer at the end of it. Otherwise, it might come up with someone completely different. Just local plumbing. <laughs> yeah, very possibly. Uh, anyway, I think that is all for our podcast this week. You can listen to Extra Time it comes out on a Thursday or a Friday, depends on when they record and when Ryan gets it up. Um oh, Graham Potter's that um that manager who's managing in Sweden at that oh. club who made it to the knockout range knockout stages of the um of the Europe Europa League. Right, okay. It's quite uh continental for Stoke. I've heard about him. Still English though, just yeah. <laughs> How old is he? How old is he? He is does look quite young. Forty two, oh, so that's under the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> He's got no chance of getting the job. 
Um, so yeah, the extra time on Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, ready also, for the weekend. also, sorry, also played forty-five league games for Stoke in ni- in the nineties. So wow, there you go. Every day is a school day. Get him in Stoke. Make it try something different. <laughs> for fuck's sake, don't get Harry Redknapp. I beg you. Imagine getting Slaven Bilic after the way his West Ham team performed for the last couple of years. Yeah, but they just wouldn't run around and he couldn't work out how to tell them to do that. And he's a fucking scary man. He can tell people to do lots of things. I mean, running is the the bare minimum. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I like to think that's what's held me back from being a professional footballer. But I could have got a job in that West Ham team not running around. <laughs> you were, just you and I out of it, both six foot six up, <laughs> looking at each other. Come well, I'm back. Well, neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the ball's just ping to us in the middle of the pitch we'll be fine just look at them <laughs> both got tattoos what are you going to do <laughs> um, anyway yes you can follow us on Twitter at Man of the Post if you listen to us on iTunes please leave a five star rate and review we haven't had a review since I'm going to look on iTunes quickly Adam <laughs> fill for me fill for me for a minute tell us your um, your Twitter handle my Twitter handle AdamSA101 Oh no, I'm downloading an update for iTunes. I never look at iTunes. Oh, fail. Right, I'm going to guess it's 2014, and I'll bring you an update on that next week. Yeah. Leave us a five star rate review. Make sure you subscribe. If you've got an iPhone, just search in the iTunes store or whatever podcast app you use for Man of the Post. Hit subscribe. Do it on all your friends' phones. They don't have to listen. Just subscribe. It's all about. But don't do it in the Apple store. I've since learned it's a waste of time. Oh, is it? Yeah, they they have some sort of program that resets their computers every day. Oh, God damn it. Overnight. Bloody Apple. First they yeah. slow down my iPhone, and now they start getting rid of our subscriptions. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Twitter at Rossbow1984, and we're, as a collective, at Man on the Post. Uh, manonthepost.com is a the website. There's going to be some FM18 content going up there soon. I've just started a new career that I'm going to be vlogging about. I just started a new game as well. Who are you? I'm going to be Truro City. Uh, I, I, you didn't go as glamorous as me. I'm Dortmund. Oh, nice. Maybe we can come That's a welcome change. Loads of old people you can fuck off. It's great. <laughs> True. I'm going to a place that wants to be their own their own, uh, their own, uh, independent state. So should be fun. Uh, excellent. Maybe that will happen. <laughs> Extreme Brexit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll, we'll compare and contrast our games going forward. I reckon you're going to spend slightly more money than I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway until next week it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from Adam bye and always remember to have your man on the post